Live on the line right now, it's another edition of Toke Talk with C and H. The C being Cody Bass from uh, Tahoe Wellness Center. Hey, man, you know what? I'm, I am still just so grateful to just – I look forward to popping into your office when you guys have a meeting. That is one of the most mellowest conferences I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, and you've got great timing. I don't know how you do it. It's like every time, right? I, meeting. But, yeah, no, we uh, we meet a lot because there's a lot of education, you know, a lot of products. Anytime we're bringing in new products, right. uh, you know, educating our butt tenders, our staff. Um, so we meet, you know, three times a week generally. Because wow. Also, we're open 8 to 10 every day, so we have right. two shifts. Um, and so to actually hit every shift, I mean, it takes, you know, a lot of different meetings through the week. And uh, and actually, for me, can get sometimes <laughs> – a little repetitive, but uh, <laughs> but again, it's it's one of the most necessary parts of of operating a dispensary is making sure that everybody's on the same page. Okay, um, and I will communicating and you know I'll tell you my secret. The product, Ali. You know, we got to make sure we sample the product. Well, that's a bi- that's a big part of it as well. Product testing. Okay, here's what I do. I park uh, over at Ski Run and Fifty, and I wait for the wind to blow east. And I go, oh, they got a meeting going on. I'm going to surprise them. <laughs> Once again, no, seriously, I, I've gotten, I'm really learning a lot from the, uh, not just from your, what you're telling me and everything, but, but some of the samples, but how are you, how is the whole team feeling today uh, that California has now officially opened up? You know, we're so excited, honestly, because yeah. I, it gets so confusing for people that are visiting when they're going to Nevada, Nevada right. all the way open, you don't need a mask, and they're coming over here and we're saying, you've got to put a mask on. And of course, it's frustrating to, to people. I know. Um, so, man, today it's mainly that that uh, is the big release. Is that we're not having to tell people uh, and be the kind of the mask police, right? It's been exactly. So, so that yeah. is, alone is the biggest release for us. Um, unfortunately, the staff is still going to have to wear a mask. Hopefully, here just for a couple more days. Really? Uh, oh. Cal OSHA meets. I believe it's on the 18th, and they'll make some new guidelines for employees. Uh, because OSHA oh. is who regulates the employees. So right. um, it's not all the way relief for the employees, but it's enough relief. Um, it's more than enough relief to, to not have to tell people to wear a mask to come in. Oh. Uh, so, yes, it's such a great day for us. Um, and then hopefully here on, I guess that's Friday, we'll get uh, better, you know, some some guidance from OSHA and be able to all of us not have to wear a mask. So, you, you man, know, it, it's a good day. I was just going to say, uh, last night... I went to the Chart House up Kingsbury. Good morning to uh, Corinne Best and all the folks up there at the Chart House on Kingsbury. And so I noticed the staff there, this is on the Nevada side, of course, that they're, they're wearing masks. And then I asked my server, Natasha, I go, is it okay? Can you take your mask off? She goes, yeah, I'm just doing it just in case there's still some people. I imagine some folks are still psychologically kind of wigged out, even though you can, you know, obviously the, you've been able to take the mask off for a while on the Nevada side. But she did take it off when I, you know, I asked her, could you take it off so we can get a picture and stuff like that. So I, I, it just dawned on me, I was wondering how long before people who worked in retail places and whatnot, like your place, had to, unless they didn't want to smell the smoke, you had to take the, uh, had to take the mask, you know, had to keep it on. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're going to keep it as a personal choice. And I think there's going to be people that do, you know, decide to wear it. Um, And and then face it, some people, too, just don't want to be vaccinated. And therefore, uh, they may decide to continue wearing a mask so that they're not uh, because they're not vaccinated. And they feel like the virus is still out and about. And and I mean, uh, I've heard stories lately of it definitely is 
uh, you're still hearing stories of people coming infected with it or whatever. So, you know, it it is this personal choice thing at this point. And, um, you know, for me, trust me, I'm so happy to not have a mask on and (laughs) be, you know, be, yeah, just moving through to a new day. I mean, this has been a long year, something that I don't think any of us could have ever imagined. And, um, you know, it's so cool to be moving forward in a lot of ways and, and kind of starting to feel like unity coming back together. And there's, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, it, it's been so hard on so many people, but man, for us to move through it, it just also shows us the strength um, that we have as humanity, you know, right. so it, in a lot of ways, it's a good, um, it's such a good time right now. Man, you know what, I'm hoping too, between you and me and the other 22 and a half listeners, I'm hoping that <laughs> that people kind of mellow out a little bit now, they don't get so antagonistic over this whole thing, you know, just kind of. Go back to being kind of mm-hmm. kind of nice. That would be nice, you know. Exactly, man. But yeah. move forward and, and kind of realize that, hey, you know, this isn't, for one, the first time this has ever happened in humanity. And to right. see us be this large of a population now and then also move through it, it yeah. is, in my opinion, really remarkable in a lot of ways. Because I don't know, you know, six months ago, I, I was not knowing where we would be today. You really? Know? Uh, wow. It did not feel like we were on a trajectory to know what even was what was coming so i feel great that we're that we're here in a lot of senses i mean there's of course all the political things you can speak of but one thing Uh i do know is we're taking our masks off today and i'm (laughs) i'm happy as i could be about that and um and i think you know i i feel like we're from here going to continue moving forward you know one of the things i continuously talk about is you know, in 1918 and 1919, the Spanish flu happened. And, and just after that, it was the Industrial Revolution. And we went through the Roaring Twenties, and it yep. was an, an unreal time. And I continue to say, hey, you know what? We're going into the Cannabis Revolution, and oh. it's going to be that same unbelievable time. You know, Peter Tosh used to say, you know, the ganja oh. is the healing of a nation. And, and right now, there are so many things that need that healing, you know? And you look at, like, okay, this next decade and what cannabis can do, and not only as a medicine, but in industrial senses, the hemp plant right. and what it will do uh, to transform, you know, society across the world is unreal. And it's, uh, and it's interesting coming out of this worldwide pandemic and then going into 2020, right, or 2021 now, right. but we're going into uh, the second decade of the, you know, the millennium. And Man. we're basically, I feel like, yeah, going to move into this kind of really great roaring time and um, so yeah it, it's an interesting thing okay you just man i'm tripping out right now and i have not yet touched a sample so here i'm obviously That's i'm right. a huge i'm a huge fan a student of history what you just said man that's ah, oh, that just tripped me out more than my head is spinning right now so here so look what happened like you just said the flu epidemic back a century ago and then think about prohibition with alcohol and how are a lot of folks here there was kind of a prohibition it with anything to do with the cannabis industry you know maybe not as intense well i think so intense at the federal level yes and then and then look at this pandemic 100 years later and then it happened to fall on the 20s the roaring 20s everybody busted man i'm seeing a whole repetition of the historical cycle my man wow yeah it, it's that's too trippy wild, it really is when you look <laughs> at it and, wow. and i mean the cannabis prohibition was really almost it was 80 years you know and yeah. um and basically 
you know, alcohol prohibition was three and the, the speakeasies and kind of, right. you know, face it, prohibition of alcohol was just kind of a, <laughs> Man. yeah, it was a ploy of a kind of a, a joke. And well, cannabis in a sense is more of a ploy because it was really about industry. You know, Henry Anslinger in, in 1938 was guided by William Hurst of the Chronicle newspaper and the DuPont family right. that had invested so heavily in the paper factories and the, the chemicals that broke down tree pulps and paper that cannabis and hemp actually at the time was the really predominant way we made paper we made all of our fabrics Uh, we used it as a textile at an unreal level Uh, but because it was going to compete with taking out this new form of making paper that you know dupont as a chemical company was majorly invested in and and william hurst had built a paper factory in every city that he had a chronicle newspaper with the the technology to to make paper using trees and breaking it down from tree pulp. And they came out with a hemp gin, a paper gin that would make the same efficiency but using the hemp plant. And that's where cannabis became illegal was in 1938. They they were tycoons. They ran the government at that time. And uh, they literally wrote a a federal bill. uh, Well, they used reefer madness to kind of manipulate (laughs) Congress to show that, hey, this will make you know, women go crazy and all of the things that they pointed to, which were so racial and wrong and yeah. all of these things. And uh, they, they really manipulated Congress to pass this law and made it federally illegal. And all of a sudden they're going across uh, the farmers of America and, and telling them, you will go to jail if you don't remove this crop of hemp. And almost every farmer, it was a staple crop uh, before this uh, across the globe. And basically what's interesting, you know, we got into World War II and it, we were so reliant on hemp. Our, our military and army was most all of our uniforms, all of the rope that we tied up ships um, was made from hemp rope. And we basically had to go back and get our farmers to be, you know, begin growing hemp again. And we wrote uh, the, the U.S. Department of Agriculture actually made a documentary called Hemp for Victory. And it was uh, I believe it's in like 1943 or so. And it's a it's a movie, a documentary that's trying to get farmers to begin growing hemp again. Um, and so we go through it and get our farmers to go so our factories can begin producing uh, the rope and things they needed for the war. And then we get out of World War II, and sure enough, they didn't ever take the, the law off the books. And, um, and then they come right back at it after the war and, um, and make it illegal again. And then, of course, we get into, you know, the 80s, the war right. on drugs, uh, and, and all of the just the insane, you know, Crazy, in my man. opinion, failed policy that we've, we've seen with the war on drugs. And then now here we are wow. and really have, uh, be, because of civil rights and because of the people's right, in right. California in 96, we, we passed the first Proposition 215. Um, and then right. from there, it has really taken, um, you know, what is a, a civil right? It's plants, for, you know, it's the right to plants and, and humans' right to access all of plant life for medicine. And that's where it becomes a real civil right. And um, so it's amazing. You know, here we are, you know, basically 25 years later from Prop 215. And, um, you know, it, it's being traded across the world and about to be, in my, like I said, the next 10 years, it's it's really like, um, it's a cannabis revolution, you know, and a, and a positive revolution like the Industrial Revolution. It's a great, which actually way more positive than the Industrial Revolution on levels of pollution it's... and all sorts of different things. But... Man, yeah, it's a great time. Okay, okay, a, a couple of things. Interesting what you said about how newspapers are made with hemp. Well, you could literally roll the San Francisco Chronicle back in the day, and then you could drink Coca Cola that was really back in the day made from real Coke. I'm going like, whoa! And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. 
I don't. I, that's I, I, that's history, right. Man. It really was, man. I think, and, and so, and then I'm not, I remember Prop 215. I remember Prop 215 passed in California, and and then the federal government nullified that proposition. I go, whoa, wait a minute, you're circumventing state rights and the rights of what the people voted on. Is that always a constant fear in the back of your mind? Because the feds could ever, who's ever in office, could come in and say, hey, I'm nullifying this, or are they kind of coming around? Well, you'd never have to worry about that kind of crap again. Yeah, I mean, we're we're getting to that day, uh, but no, right now it still stands federally illegal uh, on the, on the federal law book. Oh, so, man, in a federal courtroom, or even, for instance, uh, on federal lands, right. with a federal law enforcement officer, it is absolutely still uh, Schedule One substance a felony. And um, you know, for instance, like we are beyond legal. I mean, we're all the way state license, state legal, all of that. But as far as the federal government's concerned, uh, they consider us a drug trafficker. Wow. And we file our federal income tax uh, every year, of course, and, and there's what's called tax code 280E. Right. And it, what it says is that if you're trafficking a Schedule One or Schedule Two controlled substance, you do not have the right to deduct your cost of doing business. Right. You do have the right to deduct your cost of goods. Well, what that does to a, a business that's doing a lot of money when you can't write off your rent or your payroll or any of your oh, cost of right. doing business, right. it leaves you with a tax bill of millions of dollars. And it, what, it, what it was written for, and it was passed in 1983, was to take out the Miami kind of cocaine guys at the time were, were more or less bulletproof. or they, they were invisible. They had basically covered all of their, their taxes and everything. Um, so Congress passed this to, to essentially have the IRS audit them and hand them back, you know, tax bills they could never pay, right, and turn right, put right. them in prison, and uh, and and so they they came and used that against cannabis dispensaries first time in uh, a dispensary called Harborside in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've come back. We've gone that. through these audits now, wow. and uh, and anybody that's been in the industry for for many Always. years has dealt with or is dealing with this. Um, the good thing about it is we are a movement, and we have a yes. strategy and legal teams and. Uh, the the real strategy is to get the legislature to you know take this off of the Controlled Substance Act. Right. Then the 280E won't apply to us, um, and that's happening. I think you know as much as uh, I, I would say that it's going to happen soon. Uh, it, it's really it, it's kind of unknown. The federal government moves it. You know it, it, it's yeah, it, yeah. it's worth us even talking about at this point to try to predict right. uh, because we you really don't. You know, you don't know. However, I'd say we have more support than we ever have. And the cool thing about cannabis, this is a bipartisan issue beyond probably any issue there is. I mean, we have not as much Republican support, but coming close to as much Republican support uh, as we do. Because once they anybody sees that, you know what, this is like no different than alcohol. And then once you realize, oh, man, and it's a medicine. Yeah. uh, Anybody that once they once they come around to that. Uh, says, oh man, get, you know, yeah, let this be. And um, in certain ways, certain sides of it, surprisingly, can even be better for it in certain senses, you know, smaller. Um, yeah, th- th- there's just different thought processes with it. So, again, like our congressman here, Tom McClintock, uh, is an avid supporter of cannabis. And, um, nice. And, you know, yeah. And so, so and, and, so, and, a, and a lot of Republicans. Um, well, so, look yeah. at remember, um, God, was it was it John Boehner, the Speaker of the House? So he's Republican. He actually, that's right. Yeah, and now I believe, if memory serves, he has invested 
in a cannabis business uh, for quite some time now. So I'm hoping between that, yeah. you know, as, if memory serves, I believe it was John Boehner. And I'm hoping that if there's any, there's, there's, I'm finding a couple of nuggets from COVID, from this pandemic that have been actually positive. And I'm hoping that, that they do some type of a study to find out because everybody was like twisted like crazy and going nuts. And But that, that you know, the, I'm sure the medicinal uh, values of cannabis probably really help some people from just going over the edge. There's no doubt to that. I mean, I you think know? that, uh, yeah, we, we see it as a, you know, what people use as a coping mechanism to really calm their nerves. And yeah. I mean, what else? And a lot of times I look at what would these people be right. going to? A lot of times it's alcohol, it's pharmaceuticals, yeah. um, and, and things that, you know, when you binge use alcohol, man, what does that do to you when you're already having a bad day? Oh, And, uh, you know, so oh. cannabis is the opposite effect. It's like it actually takes your bad day, you sit back, and, you know, you're able to calm down and generally put a smile on your face. It's not like going to be like that every single time, but it's such a better alternative than, than what most people would go to. I've, I've read studies where people who, who tend to drink more as far as alcohol over time than cannabis turn not just to raging lunatics, but turn into radio morning people. And that, that's, that's a detriment to society right there. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, I mean, before I forget... Um, you you've got some killer speakers that are coming up. Do you, is there anything that's been confirmed that we can go to? Because I, that's where I'm starting to learn. Why well, I'm lucky I've got you because I just get it right from the Reeves mouth. But do you have another nice. another uh, yeah, so every speaker week, coming we up? Have, we'll have we have demos you know set up every week, uh, right. and they're they're starting to come. Like so, for a while we couldn't do it with COVID. You just we didn't yeah. have space in our lounge, so we're really getting them back. So this week. Uh, there's a company called Helladank, and the owner, uh, whose his name is Igor, will be up. Um, and they make water hash, which I've talked about before. Nice. Uh, but it's it's the oldest technique of making hashish from Nepal, you know, three to 4,000 years ago, literally using ice and water um, and the natural plant product to wow. uh, extract the oils off of the, the leaf and, the, and the, the flower of the plant. And then, you know, you use screens to, to pick up those oils, and, and then there's a, a lot of process to it after that. Uh, but these guys make the, the nice. hash in Santa Rosa, a really cool group of people. And um, so he'll be in the shop. Uh, it's going to be this Thursday from 4 to 7. Right. Uh, so come meet him. Uh, he's got some really cool demos. You buy any three of his products, he's got a free hash pipe for you. Um, and a really cool guy, just somebody to, to meet that's, you know, really down to earth and knows exactly about, you know, a lot about what they're doing. So oh. definitely come check us out on Thursday, 4 to 7. And I know you got to split because you you got another close something whatever. So you got to explain real quick before you go. At first, I thought it was something that you made, and it was totally like, wow, this thing's like really personalized. But you sent me a label. It's Howie Cannabis. That's right. So it's pretty great. We're actually <laughs> getting them in. Uh, so they have, it's like a pouch. If anybody knows, kind of like pouch tobacco. Right. Uh, so they've made that for cannabis, where you have like a little pouch. Uh, and it's got your papers in there. And so right. we get samples. I mean, I must get, I get a lot of new products, people trying to get stuff on our shelf. Right. Well, all of a sudden, it was right after you left, too. It was great. I looked out, and here's this thing, and it says Howie Roll. It's literally <laughs> your name with the word roll next to it. Wow. And then the picture, it, it doesn't look like you, but you could see exactly how much better the package will look when we give them a picture of you. <laughs> so I'm working on that right now. So the next transition. Uh, when you... I actually have it on the shelf, we'll, we'll bring it to the show. Okay, wait. Sure. Are you going to substitute that Howie and put my my face on there? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I think it, I, 
Well, you know they would. I mean, it would sell much better. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make it happen. I think it'll, I think it'll help move product, and I think it'll be nice keeping it local. <laughs> That's, That's right. You, I, exactly. I can't believe there was a Howie roll, man. That was. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, man. oh man! All right, hey, I know you gotta go, man. It's nine o'clock, so yeah, I know. I, it's, it's you know, it's actually our first night meeting today. That's yeah. in person at City Council. Super exciting at five thirty, but we have to do a closed session. This is hopefully our last ever Zoom. I hope so uh, because it, it just the way that it works. So we're doing that at nine a.m. So yeah, I gotta I jump know. off right now and jump on that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's great to talk with you, Allie, and look forward to seeing you. Come by. I'm around all week. All uh, right. Come by and say hi. I'll pick up some Howie roll, man. That'd be kind of... <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> right on, buddy. Have a good day. All right. Take care, man. Bye. <laughs> yeah, bye-bye.